Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 744. We're looking at Matthew chapter 8, verses 28 to 34. Let's read a passage. When he had come to the other side, to the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him as they came out of the tombs. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. Suddenly they shouted, What do you have to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? A long way off from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. If you drive us out, the demons begged him, send us into the herd of pigs. Go, he told them. So when they had come out, they entered the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the water. The men who tended them fled. They went into the city and reported everything, especially what had happened to those who were demon-possessed. At that, the whole town went out to meet Jesus. When they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah and they should place their faith in him. He's in this section presenting the teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. With the teaching, he gave us the Sermon on the Mount. And he's now doing what we could call the healing ministry. It was really the demonstration of miracles. So there's these nine miracles, three groups of three. We had the first group. He healed the leper. He healed the centurion servant. And he healed Peter's mother-in-law. He had some extra bonus healings at Capernaum that evening. They made a little interlude where he talked about the cost of discipleship. Now we're into group two the second group of three. The first one we dealt with last time was the calming of the storm. And now we have the incident with the pigs on the hillside. We start in verse 28. When he had come to the other side, to the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him as they came out of the tombs. So come to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. It's a lake. Another name for the Sea of Galilee is Lake Tiberias. It's eight miles wide, 13 miles long. So they've traveled eight miles roughly across the lake. And if they drifted some to the south, maybe they went a whole 10 miles. But they're on the other side of the lake now, on the eastern side. And this is an area that is not Jewish. It's a Greek area. The area is called the Decapolis. Decapolis literally means 10 cities. And so there's 10 cities that each city controls something of a region around it. And this says to the region of the Gadarenes. Now, one of the cities, Gadara, controlled that southeast corner of the Sea of Galilee. So the city itself is maybe four or five miles from the sea, the lake. But they control that area that butts up to the, the lake. And Gadarenes would be the people of Gadara. Now, Mark and Luke say it's the region of the Gerasenes. Matthew says it's the region of the Gadarenes. Okay, is that just differences of spelling? Well, Gerasa is another one of these cities of Decapolis, but it's like 30 miles further south. And so the question has been a subject of a debate for a long time is where does this actually take place? Now, some say there are it was probably a small town, Kerza, K-H-E-R-S-A, 
in the region of Gadara. Kersa is then where Mark and Luke get the Garadines, and they're in the area controlled by Gadara. Well, just its names. But there is a slight difference there between Matthew and then Mark and Luke. And two demon-possessed men meet him as they come out from the tombs. Now, Mark and Luke only mention one man. Matthew mentions two. So is it one or two? Well, you could have two, but only talk about one. Say I go to Walmart, I meet a friend of mine and his wife. I come home and I mention to my wife, I met my friend, but I don't mention the wife. Am I wrong? No. I actually encountered two people, but I only mentioned one because that's the significant one in the story I'm telling. So from Mark and Luke's perspective, there may have been one of them that was the main character. They're focusing more on the character than Matthew. Matthew's not dealing so much with these guys as characters in his story. He's dealing more with the event itself. I tend to trust Matthew because if you really believe Matthew is the writer of this gospel, of the three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he's the only one who's actually there. So these two guys, demon-possessed men, come out from these tombs. Well, they live in these tombs because, well, they can't live in polite society. It says they were so violent that no one could pass that way. Mark and Luke give more of a description of these guys and their violence and and what a problem they were. It's interesting, they're they're demon-possessed. So they're unclean spirits possessing these men, and they live in the tombs, an unclean place. Because to be in the tombs for a Jew, then would be declared unclean and would have to go through a cleansing process. Verse 29. Suddenly they shouted, What do you have to do with the Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? This is a loaded verse. There's a whole lot in here. So, what do you have to do with the Son of God? The disciples, at the calming of the storm as they were coming across the lake, wondered, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? Well, and here these demon-possessed guys, they answer that what kind of man this is. He is the Son of God. They recognize him as the Son of God. They know who he is. Then they ask, have you come here to torment us? All right, question about here. Come here meaning here this place, Gadara, on the Sea of Galilee, or here to earth to torment us, us demons here dealing with these two guys, or us the whole demonic world at a a cosmic level and before the time so obviously there is some appointed time for their judgment for their destruction so they know who he is they know his authority and they know there's a future judgment coming verse 30 a long way off from them a large herd of pigs was feeding now each of the three gospels describe it a little differently matthew says a long way off, there was this group of pigs. Uh, Mark says nearby there was these pigs, and Luke just says there were these pigs. So is it a long way off, or is it nearby? That's a matter of perspective. The, the exact same distance could be a long way off if you're thinking about the distance between you and me, where we're just a matter of a few feet apart, but a few hundred yards away. But if you're thinking a few hundred yards versus 
several miles. They're nearby and that we can see them. And it's a large herd. Now, Mark says there's 2,000 pigs. This is a large herd. Verse 31, if you drive us out, the demons begged him, send us into the herd of pigs. Now, this question is, why? One explanation is that demons prefer to have a host. And a hint to that is in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus, Jesus has this little segment in uh, verses 43 of 45. When an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through the waterless places looking for rest, but it doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from. Returning, it finds the house vacant, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself. They enter and settle down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will be with this evil generation. We'll get into the, the meaning of the story Jesus is telling there. But the issue he brings up is, it, it seems that these demonic spirits want a host. Other than they wander through the waterless places looking for rest. And so maybe pig hosts are better than no hosts. Well, what about other people? Well. There's not enough people nearby because it just says these two guys are possessed by demons. But in Luke, Jesus says, what is your name? And the demons reply, our name is Legion because we are many. So apparently there's numerous demons involved here. And the fact that it involves 2,000 pigs gives some kind of idea of how big a deal we're dealing with here why these guys are the condition they are in. Verse 32, go, he told them. So when they had come out, they entered the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the water. All right, some questions here. Who caused the pigs to run into the water? He doesn't say, and that's not the point. Speculations are that Jesus knew the pigs were going to run down the hill, and so he allowed the demons to enter the pigs, and then they ran down the hill. Some say Jesus caused that to happen as punishment for the demons. Others say eh, the demons caused it. They did it intentionally just to cause a bunch of chaos. Well, if the issue is they don't like to be without hosts, then they just killed all their hosts. Some say it's just that the demons did not foresee this, but they actually caused it because when they inhabited the pigs, the pigs went into a panic and ran down the embankment. Issue, that's not the point of, of the account here. It's good questions we can all think about, but we don't have answers to them. And what happened to the demons? Were the demons destroyed when the pigs died? Maybe. Some say, yes, that was part of the punishment, and they were then sent into the abyss. I say, no, demons don't die, not until the judgment. So they would then just be without hosts again. And all that's not part of the account. This is not why Matthew's including this story. Verse 33. Then the men who tended them fled. They went into the city and reported everything, especially what had happened to those who were demon-possessed. So the herdsmen who were tending the pigs, they saw all this, and they run into town and report what happened. And what's the most important thing they tell? The deliverance of these guys who had been so violent no one dared go near the tombs because they were demon-possessed. So 
that's what they tell the story about, is these two guys who were rescued from this demonic oppression. Verse 34. At that, the whole town went out to meet Jesus. When they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. So, interesting now, the townspeople, their biggest concern seems to be the pigs. The pigs, 2,000 pigs, that's, that's a lot of money. And so there's a huge financial loss that's just been incurred here. And interesting, they are more concerned about the loss of the pigs than they are about the saving of the two men. So what are the points to this story? Well, Jesus was recognized as the Son of God by spiritual beings. Through these miracles has been demonstrating the authority of Jesus. Here we have, in the middle of this story, he recognized as the Son of God by the de demons. And his authority is demonstrated here. And it's authority over the spiritual realm. So we've seen his authority over nature, seen his authority over sickness. Now we've seen his authority in the spiritual world. So we do see his authority. It also gives a hint that his concern extends beyond the Jewish world. He actually went over and delivered these Gentile men from demonic oppression and was there before the townspeople. They could have believed in him too, but they choose to reject him, which is kind of this last point, is that when you're confronted with the truth of Jesus, there is a choice to be made. And the two choices are either follow him or reject him. And the townspeople chose to reject him. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.